Shalom and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com and our study of Sefer Devarim. My name is Menachem Mibtag. Today we begin our study of Parshat Nitzavim, class number one out of six. Our share today will only discuss four verses, that is from verse 9 through 12 in chapter 29. Our discussion of these verses will help us understand the very concept of Brit, of this idea of covenant that we found not only throughout the speech in Sefer Devarim, but also in the entire Torah, and also the word Hayom, what is today referring to in this section, and finally the word Nitzavim, the namesake of this week's parsha. Why is that the word used to describe the way Amisar are standing in front of God for this covenant? So let's begin our share by first reading these four verses, noticing the word Hayom in all of them, and the concept of Brit, the concept of covenant. Chapter 29, verse 9, Perachavtet Pasuk Tet. We call Moshe speaking directly to the people and saying to them, Atem Nitzavim Hayom Kolchem. You, the nation of Israel, are standing here today, all of you, Lifne Adonai Eloichem, in front of Hashem your God, Rashechem Shiftechem, the heads of your tribes, Ziknechem Veshotrechem, your elders and your officers, Kol Ish Yisrael, all the men of Israel. As most Parshanim point out, it's not your heads and your tribes, but rather the heads of your tribes. And therefore, as in most ceremonies, the front row, or the first people being addressed, are the leadership level, followed by the officers, followed by everyone else. Pasekiot verse 10, Tapechem nishechem, your children and your wives, or basically the women and children, Vigeracha asher bekerv machanecha, and the stranger who is in the midst of your camp, there's a question, what type of strangers are these? Could it be that already at this time in Jewish history, there are already converts in our midst? That we'll discuss later in our shiur. From the one who chops your wood to the one who draws your water. The main point that this verse seems to be implying is that everyone is standing at this ceremony. Not just the leadership, but every member of Israel, no matter what their level is, no matter what their status is. Pasek Aleph. Verse 11, now we see the purpose of this gathering. In order that you pass through this covenant with Hashem your God and His warning, the Brit, the covenant, most likely is referring to the Ten Commandments or all the commandments of Sefer Dvarim in general. The Allah seems to be the blessings and curses that we just read in Parshat Kitavo. But again, we'll deal with that a little more in detail as we continue our shiur. Asher Adonai Elohecha Imcha Hayom, that Hashem your God is making with you today. Now in verse 12, Pasuk Yudbet, we will find the purpose of this covenant. In order to establish you today to be his people, and he will be your God, as he spoke to you. We'll see, this is referring to the covenant in Mount Sinai. And just as he swore to your forefathers, to Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, again, which Brit of our forefathers, Brit Milar, Brit Ben of Tarim, we will need to discuss as well in our Shur. So those are the four verses, which brings up first the question, what day is this talking about? Notice we had the word Hayom three times in almost every sentence. Today you're standing in front of God. And then in verse 11, to enter the Brit with God, Asher Hashem Elokecha Koret Imcha Hayom, that God is making with you today. And finally, Laman Hakim Otcha Hayom Lolam, in order to establish today, 
that you will be his people and he will be your God. After discussing the emphasis of this word Hayom, then we'll talk about the concept of Brit. Why is there a need for another covenant? Why wasn't the covenant in Mount Sinai enough? And finally, we'll talk about the word Nitzavim. Why is that used to describe the manner by which the people now stand in front of God? To appreciate the word Hayom in the beginning of Parsha Nitzavim, why is this day so important? We have to go back to where Parsha Nitzavim technically began, which we discussed in our last year on Parsha Kitavo. That was in the beginning of chapter 29. Recall that Moshe Rabbeinu, in chapter 29, verse 1, began another speech to the nation after his main speech and after the Tochacha. He gathered all of Israel together and he told them, look what God has done for you since you left Egypt, all the great miracles you've witnessed and seen with your own eyes. And then in Pasuk Gimel, listen carefully to what Moshe is telling the people as the introduction to Parshat Nitzavim. God did not give you the heart to understand, the eyes to see, and the ears to listen, until this very day. This very day must be very important because what Moshe Rabbeinu was implying that it took 40 years until Amisal reached this level that they are standing at today as they are about to enter Brit Nitzavim. Then Moshe continues in verse 4 and 5 to say how God took care of them for the last 40 years in the desert and ending in the end of verse 5 with Laman ki ani Adonai in order that they know or understand or we'll see in a minute to internalize that ani Hashem that is not God talking, that's Moshe Rabbeinu talking but Moshe is telling them in order that you understand the very concept of ani Hashem which we will see is referring to the very first line of the Ten Commandments and the very core of this idea of covenant that began at Har Sinai. So what day is it talking about? If I follow the book, it seems like it's the very same day as the main speech in Sefer Dvarim. To explain that, simply return, simply return to the very conclusion of the main speech, which we've talked about many times in chapter 26, verse 16, the concluding paragraph of the speech that began back in chapter 5, there, Moshe Rabbeinu concludes, Hayom hazeh, this very day, Hashem elokecha metzavcha lasot et hachukim ha'elah And this is the very same day that we talk about every day in the daily Kriyat where we found in the beginning of the speech, in chapter 6, when Moshe began with Shema Yisrael, Hashem elokeinu, Hashem achad, and continued with, Vayu hadvarim ha'elah, Asher onochim metzavcha hayom alavavecha. So this day, this Hayom, has been a central theme from the beginning of the speech to the very end. And therefore, as soon as the speech is over in chapter 27, verses 9 and 10, Moshe, together with the Kohanim HaLavim, together with the priests and the Levites, who are going to continue Moshe Rabbeinu's job as teacher, and they are entrusted with the responsibility to teach this Torah to the future generations, there they tell the people as follows, By Daber Moshe Vahakonim HaLavim, Moshe, together with the priests and the Levites, said to all of Israel, Haskate Ushma Yisrael, pay attention and listen up, O Israel. Hayom Hazeh This very day you have now become a nation to Hashem your God. Therefore, there's something very fundamental about this day, where this is going to be the transition point where Am Yisrael finally becomes a nation. Rashi, in his commentary in chapter 27 and verse 9, Quotes the Gemara in Brachot, Tav Samech Gimel, that says, yom yu ki ilu hayom bata imo This day doesn't mean this day 
but rather every day of your life. This special day in Sefer Dvarim permeates all time of Jewish history, and every day is affected by this day where we cognitively accepted Hashem is our God. And this Rashi reminds us of the very important Rashi back in Sefer Shmot in the beginning of chapter 19 in Parsha Yitro, which was the introduction to the story of Mamad Har Sinai, where we're told Am Yisrael arrives Bechorish HaShlishi, that say Bnei Yisrael Meret Mitzrayim, in the third month when Am Yisrael came out of Egypt, on this day, Rashi points out, it should say, on that day. Why does the Torah say, Bayom Hazem? So Rashi quotes the Tanchuma that says, The words of the Torah should be new upon you every single day as though they were given today itself. There are certain events in history that even though they occurred on a specific day, they're much beyond the realm of time. They become eternal in their thematic sense because they permeate through time. They affect the entire course of Jewish history. And even though they happened on one specific day, we have to view them and internalize them as though they're happening today itself. So even though God was hoping that the first generation would reach the level that this acceptance of God would be internalized in their day-to-day behavior, as history showed us, it took 40 years instead, it took an entire generation until Amisro was ready to enter the land and become God's people. It is specifically this point that Moshe Rabbeinu introduces to the nation in preparation for Brit Nitzavim, this cognitive understanding of Hashem as our boss and this desire to be His people is referred to by Moshe Rabbeinu as Yidiyah. Not just intellectual knowledge, but a cognitive understanding and acceptance of God as your boss. This concept of Yidiyah, of this understanding, was exactly the purpose of the Exodus that God explained to Moshe Rabbeinu to tell the people back in Parsha Ba'era and Sefer Shmot, in chapter 6, verse 6, Yisrael ani Hashem. Therefore, tell Bnei Yisrael, I am Hashem. And then in verse 7, I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God. Then, then, after this historical process of the Exodus, then you should know and understand and internalize that I am Hashem, your God, I am Hashem, your boss, and that's why I took you out of Egypt. And then, Then I will bring you to the land, after you accept this and understand this, then I can bring you to the land that I promised to forefathers. Moshe will now explain in his introduction to Parshat Nitzavim that even though this was God's goal for the first generation, it took 40 years until it was fulfilled. So in light of this, let's go back and look again at this introduction to Parshat Nitzavim in the beginning of chapter 29, where Moshe Rabbeinu gathered the people together and told them, look at what God did for you since we left Egypt. Notice again in chapter 29, verse 3, the three actions that Moshe Rabbeinu is describing a heart to know, Yidia, a naimli road, eyes to see, Ria, seeing, was naimli shmoa, and ears to listen, lishmoa ad hayom hazeh. If we go back to Sefer Shmot and the beginning of the story of the Exodus, we find these very same verbs in relation to God Himself. In God's opening message to Moshe Rabbeinu at the burning bush, in chapter three in Sefer Shmot, in verses seven and eight. Recall that after introducing himself to Moshe, 
got told Moshe as follows, Ro'on ra'iti et oni ami asheb Mitzrayim, I've seen the suffering of my people in Egypt, vet saktam shamati bibnei noksav, I've heard the cry, ki adati et machovav, because I know of their pain. So now, just like God, when the process of the Exodus from Egypt began, had Riyah seeing, Shmiah listening, and Yidiyah understanding and knowing, that's what began the process of the Exodus. Now, after 40 years of history, Amisro has finally internalized this message of why God took them out of Egypt. And therefore, Moshe says that now you have Lev Ladat, Enaim Lirot, and Oznaim Nishmoah, you also have now Yidiyah, Riyah, and Shmiah. Therefore, he continues in chapter 29, verse 4, I took care of you for the last 40 years in the desert. I took care of all your needs. Concluding with Pasakei, In order that you know, the same word Yidiyah, the goal was for you to know and understand and internalize the concept of Ani Hashem Elokechem. We call here the Moshe is quoting God. This is not God talking, but Moshe is talking to the people. But Moshe is saying in God's name, I want you to know and understand the first line of the Ten Commandments. I did all this for you in order that you would know and understand and internalize this concept of Ani Hashem Elokechem. And in light of that, now we're ready to re-establish the Brit in Parshat Nitzavim. And therefore we begin, Atem Nitzavim Hayom Kochem Lifnei Hashem Elokechem. Now all of you, you as a nation, we're about to enter the land. You stand here today, this day again, the same day that should have been Mamad Har Sinai, the same day that permeates all through Jewish history. This day we stand in front of God, ready to become His nation. As Moshe Rabbeinu continued to say in Parshat Nitzavim, In order to pass into this covenant with God, which He's making with you today, again, just as God told you in Parshat Be'era, before the Exodus began, after promising the four stages of redemption, and then, here it's finally happening in Parshat Nitzavim, 40 years later. Then Moshe Rabbeinu also mentions, This covenant was not only the covenant I made with your forefathers at Harsinai, it's the same one that I promised your forefathers, Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Recall there were two covenants that God made with Avram Avinu in regard to inheriting the land. One was Brit Ben Abtarim, the covenant of the parts, where he promised not only that Avram's offspring would inherit the land, but before inheriting the land, his offspring would need to go through hundreds of years of suffering and slavery in someone else's land, which was forecasting the whole story of the Exodus in the process that was necessary to become God's people. So now that that process is about to reach its conclusion, Moshe Rabbeinu refers back to that covenant. But also Brit Milah, recall that the key theme of Brit Milah in chapter 17, verse 7 in Sefer Breshit was, Vakimoti et briti benu benecha u ben zarucha acharecha ledorotam librit olam lo lachal lelohim u lezarucha acharecha. The Brit was, between God and the offspring of Avram Avinu, that he would be our God and we would be his people. And that phrase, is exactly what Moshe Rabbeinu was saying here in Pasuk Yudbet in verse 12. 
that he will be our God, that is exactly the underlying theme that began in Brit Milah. We are his people, he will be our God. For that reason, God chose Abraham Avinu in the first place. For that reason, God promised Abraham Avinu the land in order that he become an Adhamon Goim, that he become the mentor for other nations to learn from. This explains the next verse in Parsha Nitzavim, in verse 13. It's not only with your generation I'm making this covenant, but it will be with all generations, those here today and those in the future. Well, if Hayom doesn't mean just today, but it's a day that's beyond time and permeates all generations, then the continuation of Moshe Rabbeinu's explanation is perfect. We find ourselves at a critical time in Jewish history where we are about to enter the land and become God's nation, and the people are finally ready to accept this responsibility with a full heart. But this responsibility remains an eternal one that has to be passed on to all generations, and that will be the job of the Kwanim Halavim, who are going to continue the work of Moshe Rabbeinu. And even though the Kwanim and the Levim are going to be the leaders who are teaching the Torah and keeping the covenant going and teaching the people how to fulfill the covenant, the people are going to set up the nation to organize the tribes, to organize the central place of worship, and to make sure society is running properly, and to make sure there's a judicial system. Those are Rashechem, the Shiftechem, those are the leaders of the tribes, the elders, Zignechem, the and the officers. Therefore, they are in the front line of receiving this breed, followed by the rest of the people who are going to be the nation who are going to fulfill it. To conclude today's year, I'd like to return to the name of the Parsha, Nitzavim. Why are the people standing to enter this covenant referred to as Nitzavim? Why is standing upright in front of God called Nitzav? Well, if we go back again to the covenant at Har Sinai, in the end of Parsha Mishpatim, in chapter 24 in Sefer Shemot, remember that before we said Nasa Venishma, Moshe Rabbeinu erected 12 Matzevot for the 12 tribes of Israel. What's a Matzevah? Matzevah is a monument that stands there forever. If the Brit Narvot Moab is going to parallel the Brit of Har Sinai, I'm missing the parallel to the Matzevot. Well, it could be. At Har Sinai, there were 12 Matzevot representing the 12 tribes of Israel. Now that Amisro is ready to accept the covenant, they themselves become the Matzevah. You are standing permanently in front of Hashem your God. Why did Yaakov Avinu erect the Matzevah where he was hoping one day to come back and build a house for God. A matzivah or a monument is something that remains forever. And usually a matzivah is also a monument that's either going to commemorate an event or perpetuate an event to make sure that it is remembered forever. Therefore, when Moshe tells the people, today, this day, which permeates throughout all Jewish history, you are standing like the matzivot. You are now going to be there forever as my people. As we will see later in Parsha Nitzavim, this covenant will be eternal for all generations and it will be unbreakable. Now the most important event in the fulfillment of Jewish history is about to begin as Am Yisrael is about to cross the Jordan River and establish the nation and the land. The people who are going to accomplish this goal, who are going to get the nation started, are the people who Moshe Rabbeinu is now addressing. And therefore he tells them, You are now standing in front of God you have a job to do, you have to begin something that needs to remain forever, and therefore you have this great responsibility. This understanding, this yidiyah that Moshe Rabbeinu was talking about here, the understanding, not just the intellectual knowledge, but the internalization of this idea of being God's nation, 
might be the central concept of Malchiyot that we talk about on Rosh Hashanah. Malchiyot, one of the themes of Rosh Hashanah davening, is not just the intellectual recognition that God created or that God is king, but the understanding and the acceptance of Hashem as your boss. We as a Jewish nation are in the service of God. It's more than just intellectually believing in something, but it's something that affects the way you behave every moment of your life. What the rabbis refer to as Kabbalat Omachut Shemaim, accepting the yoke of heaven. Something that once a year we make a big deal about in our prayers on Rosh Hashanah, but something that we remember every day when we say Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Achad. So this understanding of Hashem is our God, the God who chose us to serve Him, and the Torah is the way we serve Him. The concept began with the covenant with our forefathers, Brit Avod. It was fulfilled through the historical process of the exodus from Egypt. It was established first at the covenant in Har Sinai when the people accepted it, but they were not ready to fulfill it. It took 40 years of experiences in the desert until the new generation has to re-establish that covenant and accept it when they're ready now to enter the land of Israel. And now once it's accepted on the special day, it will continue throughout Jewish history. That was a special day, that Hayom, that we see now in Parshat Nitzavim. We remember that event every year on Rosh Hashanah, and we remind ourselves of that event every day when we say the Shema. We will continue this idea of the eternal nature of this Brit and how it relates to the entire nation in our class tomorrow.